wouldn't like to live here permanently. I mean, I wouldn't want to spend the night here. Helen Rose blinked, turned away from the cupboard where she was reaching for the salt to season the soup she was making, and said, Oh, why? Well, you must have heard the stories. Uh, no, no, I haven't heard anything, Cora. Well, the appearances, the uh, apparitions, I think they call them. Helen Rose smiled. No, I've not seen anything. What of? Cora Blenkinsop shuddered. Oh, the whole family of them has been seen at different times, usually in the bedroom. Mrs. Cudlip comes in a long white dress. She was the wife of Amos Cudlip. Now, he was a bad lot. He was a big man who wore a big top hat. He was a dentist and a cattle slaughterer. They don't really go together, do they? Apparently he liked the bottle, was an alcoholic, and they had two children, a boy and a girl. And then there was another young girl, about fourteen. She was supposed to be a servant, a housemaid. Now, Amos Cudlip married when he was forty, but his wife, poor soul, was only seventeen. They had two children pretty quickly, one after the other. Then his wife ran off. But Amos found her, dragged her back, and kept her under lock and key for some time in that little bedroom at the back with a tiny window. They say it didn't have a window, then. It's had one put in since, but it's only very small. Helen Rose nodded. She had noticed that it was not like the other windows when she and her husband had looked round the house. Anyway, Cora said, Amos's attentions then turned to the housemaid— he soon got her up the duff. When she gave him the news, something inside his head must have snapped. He got very drunk, got one of the knives he used for slaughtering cattle and murdered his wife, the two kids, and the housemaid. After that he disappeared. A week later, his body was found floating in the River Don. It was thought that he had drunk himself stupid and then drowned himself. The church wouldn't bury him in sacred ground. His body is here somewhere, in a grave, in the garden. Helen Rose's eyes narrowed. I in the garden? It was unsettling to hear that Amos Cudlip's body was anywhere near the house. It disturbed her more than she was prepared to admit, but she wasn't going to let Cora see that the story had made any impression on her. Uh, whereabouts in the garden? She said, "'Eh, hey, I don't know, Mrs. Rose. Uh, "'There's supposed to be a cross over it.' "'What sort of cross?' "'I don't know. I, I never looked for it.' "'Where are the family and the housemaid buried, then?' "'Oh, in the churchyard of St. Mary's, I think. "'And that's all I know about it, Mrs. Rose. "'It makes me go cold thinking about it. "'Look, I've got goose flesh all up my arm.' Helen Rose looked down at her. "'It's probably just a story, Cora. Don't think about it,' she said. "'Oh, they say it's true,' Cora said. "'I can't help but think about it when I'm here, sometimes.' Cora left at four o'clock, and as the front door closed, her provocative chattering was replaced by an echoing silence. All that could be heard was the hall clock ticking and Helen Rose couldn't stop thinking about it either. When she tried to dismiss it, she couldn't. It dominated her thoughts. 
she was unnerved when she realised that she would be alone in the house for another hour and a half until Paul returned from the garage. She couldn't wait to tell him the story about Amos Cudlip. In the meantime, as she stirred the soup, and her pulse could be heard drumming in her ears, she silently listened out for any sound that indicated that she was not alone. Zenith Television and Film Studios, Leeds, Yorkshire, Sunday the 10th of November 2013, 9.30pm. A 30-year-old man in an immaculately pressed suit stood in front of the bank of cameras and teleprompters. He flashed a sparkling white smile at the studio audience. Well, friends, as we come to the end of this exciting contest, here are the scores. I have managed to give away £100 to Marie from Chesterfield. There was a